Hello, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm your first host, Nathan Ruppel. I'm the second host, Evan Spencer. Hello, I'm Josh. And today, we're going to be taking a look at Tech's 2019 football season as a whole. Evan, do you have any thoughts, just generally, how do you think the season's going to go? This season, there's a lot of promise, and there's also a lot of question marks. I think we don't know a ton about the team yet about two weeks into fall camp. So some guys are starting to emerge as possible big players. We really won't know what we have until we get on the field. Mainly what I'm saying is we won't know if we have practice Jamar in games this year or if we'll just have super average Jamar again. But uh, with that being said, I am pretty confident because we do have a really, really weak schedule this year. And that's that's a little weird to say because we do play some of the best teams in our conference like Marshall and F- FIU and North Texas, you know, yeah, but... but- this isn't a great conference yeah yeah, that's fair (laughs) that's fair so we'll get into some numbers later but let's just say that we play probably five teams that are like bottom of the barrel college football teams so if we win all the games we should win and then win a couple extra we're looking at like eight wins which is great right so i can't help but feel confident about that now with that being said we always die on an occasion where we shouldn't have right i'm still kind of working out what i think our actual record will be at the end of the year but i mean i definitely think we're going bowling i don't see how we couldn't honestly so what do you guys think man uh i'm just looking at the schedule right now and i know it's you know just looking at teams and you know who's good who's not it's not really set in stone but if you know tech does its normal stuff and techs it up real bad it it could be a very ugly year even though the schedule's weak i mean we haven't beaten southern miss in a while we haven't beaten uab in a while you know marshall's good north texas will probably be good again fiu will be good i mean it could be like a six and six year if everything falls the wrong way you know yeah yeah that's just as easy to see as like a nine and three year honestly yeah. like it, it's kind of weird and that's where i'm at if we just pretended we had a quarterback that everyone felt really good about coming into this year if we had someone that we could just say okay well quarterback play is going to be consistent this is going to be fine the rest of the team looks good the schedule is i want to say bad but it's bad in a good way we have a lot of not great teams on it yeah we have some of the best of kusa but the best of kusa is not really the best of college football outside of texas every game is winnable on the schedule and again including texas every game is losable knowing yeah. <laughs> things have gone in the past yeah so I mean, most years it feels like we have two power five like money games, right? And and so it kind of feels like most seasons we have two games that are kind of penciled in as losses right away. And this year there's only one of those like traditional power teams that's supposed to beat us. So do you guys feel like that's better for us as a program because we could potentially see ourselves in double digit wins or would it be better to get those paydays and, you know, maybe have a scenario where we come within one excruciatingly painful moment of winning winning the game. I really liked the 2012 schedule. I really liked playing Virginia and playing, uh, who was well, the other one? Illinois. Illinois. Well, hey, I think we would all take getting paid, what was it, like $1.2 million to win two Power 5 games? I mean, yeah. I'd take that every year. <laughs> Man, what a schedule that year. Yeah, yeah. Even looking towards the future, we don't have a lot of body bag games, and the ones that we do don't usually fall in the same year. The schedule's not fully fleshed out through 2025 or whatever, but next year we play Baylor and Vanderbilt or body bag games in quotes. Hey, we could we could beat Vanderbilt. I mean, I'm telling you right now. And and who knows with Baylor? Like they were pretty decent last year, but I mean, who knows? Yeah. So. In 2021, the body bags are Mississippi State and NC State. NC State's not been the best program in college football. 2022, we have Baylor and Clemson. And hey, we could beat Clemson. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I would love to play more games like Vanderbilt, even Baylor. Like, let's play the teams in the middle of the Power Five conferences or the bottom, honestly. Like, if we could get Illinois again, hell yeah, let's do that. Let's play those teams that we have a chance to beat. South Carolina, Arkansas, right? Not Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, those types of games, right? Those may be a bigger payday, but it might be worth it to take half the payday and just just uh, have a chance to win. And I'm cool with taking one of those games every now and then, taking a payday just to keep the budget going and keeping yeah. this fragile little athletic yeah. department running on the one piece of coal it has left. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's pretty dire, but to be fair, when we scheduled Texas back in 2015 or when they scheduled us, things weren't great over at Texas. Hey, and Texas has dropped their last two season openers to a... Tom Herman gives. You know, uh, takes. less than stellar opponent, shall we say. I mean, Maryland, so Maryland's a little better than Tech probably, but I mean, it's they're not lighting the world on fire, right? So, so hey, maybe we can make it three in a row. They are ranked 35th in the S&P Plus preseason rankings. This will be the first time Texas and Louisiana Tech have ever played in football. And the good news is that Massey gives us a 5% chance to win the game. And the ESPN FPI ratings give us a 9.3% chance to win. So it's not all bleak. Josh, how are you feeling about this game? Man, so it depends. I mean, okay, Texas... They have more talent than us. That's easy to say. But if Tom Herman does Tom Herman things, then we may have a pretty decent chance to win this game. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Tom Herman, when he had ranked teams at Houston, drop a game to an SMU team that wasn't very good, would drop a game to a UConn team that wasn't very good. And I mean, all the talent in the world at Texas. Yeah, he had to restock a little bit the past couple of years. But I mean, losing to Maryland two years in a row isn't a great look for a, a team, you know, considered a blue blood. Right. But uh, just, you know, I know it's memeing and stuff. But in, you know, college football, it's like Tom Herman will win you the big games. But he'll just drop a stupid game sometimes every year. So, you know, maybe that's us. And beyond being the first game of the season, the team Texas plays in week two is LSU. Yeah, and that's not a team that they're going to be overlooking. So they'll yeah. view Tech as a tune-up game for the real matchup against LSU. I'm making air quotes, which don't come across in the podcast very well. I'm not as hot on Texas as everyone else is. I think they'll beat Tech. If you play the game 10 times, they'll win eight or nine of them. But I don't think that this is a guaranteed, oh yeah, we'll lose by 30, 40 points or however dire a lot of other people are making it sound. They have a good quarterback. They lose a lot on both sides of the ball. Yeah, they won a Sugar Bowl last year, but that was last year. This is this year. Right. Given us about a 10% chance to win under FPI, which I think I like better for preseason projections than Massey. You know, that probably feels about right. Like you said, Nathan, I mean, I don't think it's impossible that we would win this game. You know, maybe... Maybe it just has to be that that one out of 10 scenario where we we just get lucky and it, it, the dice land on us that day. I think it's going to come down to just executing from the start. You know, it's the first game of the season. Everybody's going to have some butterflies. Everybody's going to be amped up and, and might be ready to make mistakes, right? So I think if we're in this game at halftime, I think it'll be a close game. If it's only like 20 to 14 or even like a 17 to 6 or something like that where we're kind of within striking distance, I don't think that they'll pull away, but if they kind of start really hot and, and we get down like 21 nothing, I mean, it's over. Yeah. So after that, in week two, we follow probably the toughest team on our schedule with probably the easiest in Grambling State. Tech and Grambling have only played once. It was in 2010 in Shreveport where Tech won the game. Massey gives us a 99% chance to win, and FPI gives us a 96.7% chance to win. Wow. That's a... Uh... <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. As the resident old guy here, I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. I was at that game in 2010. It was not pretty at all, man. It was that game was just it was in Shreveport at the Independence Bowl and our offense just could not do anything anything at all and it was just brutal to watch so hopefully i can't imagine that happening against grambling this year but this should be a nice tune-up and a good way to either carry momentum forward from texas depending on what happens there or bounce back and kind of reset and get going and Grambling's expected to be one of the better SES teams this year. And part of that's just due to how much production they return. They didn't lose a lot to graduation or transfer or the NFL or anything like that. And their quarterback, whose name is Jeremy Hickbottom, and I'm not making that up, <laughs> I really found his stride midway through last year and has really led the Tigers to a considerable talent level. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it'll be a, it'll be a good time. Uh, it'll be nice to get a game where we can get into rhythm and not stress too much about it. I'm not saying that we needed to sleepwalk through it, but you know, there's not a whole lot on the line with that game outside of bragging rights. But it'll be nice is like a let's get the rhythm back. You know? Yeah, it's not like Tech has ever lost to an SES school from Louisiana. Before. Never, never. Yeah, of course. Yeah, no, unprecedented. Uh, that should be an awesome environment too, because to get from Grambling to Tech, you just gotta you just gotta drive about five minutes. So it's yeah. uh, it should be a pretty cool environment. I would assume Grambling's band is gonna come over. It, it should be a fun environment. And then the next week after that. Tech will travel up to Ohio to Bowling Green, not to play Western Kentucky, which is in Bowling Green, Kentucky, but to play the Bowling Green State University Falcons, who are ranked 123rd in S&P. And we're actually 2-0 against them all time. We've played them in 95 and 97 back in the independent days. Massey gives us a 70% chance to win this game. FPI gives us a 67.5% chance. Uh, Josh, why don't you give any thoughts you might have first? I I really have nothing. No, like there's no info about any Mac schools up in my brain. I'm just looking at their last five games from last year, and you know I have no expectations for this game. I I mean I guess numbers wise we should have the edge, but man, I'm out of my depth when it comes to Bowling Green. What were those numbers that they gave us to predict that Tech would win? Uh, seventy percent Massey, sixty-seven and a half percent FPI. And that just seems too low for me. It feels like this should be one of the easiest games on the schedule and something that should be closer to the 80s, 90%. I realize I'm arguing with a computer poll here, but <laughs> Bowling Green has a, is a first-year head coach. And uh, Scott, I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because it has a lot of vowels, but... <laughs> And Bowling Green is going to do what Rice has been trying to do for the last couple of years and try to bulk up and play physical and play the run game. And that's something that takes time. That's not something that happens overnight to try to out physical the opponents. And this just seems like a, a year where Bowling Green is going to try to hit the reset button and not care too much about winning this year, but rather about development. Yeah, I think after this game will be 3-0 and all time. I, I do agree that those numbers are a little lower than I anticipated them being because if you look at where Bowling Green is ranked in all these preseason computer things compared to us they're 40 50 spots lower so it's kind of like where are they seeing the 30 plus percent chance for bowling green to win and, and now it is on the road it's up in ohio but it's not late november where it could be snowing i mean it's in september it'll be great weather it really doesn't add up it's just kind of tough to see us going up there and dropping a game but hey we do that sometimes, so what more can you say, I guess? <laughs> and then the following week, Tech returns home to take on Florida International, 
who's ranked 79th in the S&P poll. Tech is 3-0 against the Golden Panthers all-time, which Tech didn't play until 2013. Massey yeah. gives us a 48% chance and FPI a 49.6, so practically a toss-up. Yeah, and we beat them in 2013. I mean, that did we beat anyone that year? I well, at least four people or three. I forget. <laughs> we didn't yeah. beat Tulane. That's all I can remember. Yeah, we sure didn't. But yeah, I think this game, man, it's it's about as toss-up as you can get. It's 49.6%. This one's going to be tough, man. FIU's picked to win the East by a lot of CUSA writers, and um, it's kind of them, Marshall and FAU over in the East that are that are making the top of everyone's projections. And, you know, leave it to CUSA to give us two of the three best teams in the other division yet again. So I really don't know what to expect from this game. I think after we see our first three games, we'll kind of know, like, all right, are we going to push for conference this year or are we going to be six and six, seven and five? But this game is huge. I mean, got to come out and win at home and set the stage for conference play. Yeah, luckily, I think we match up pretty well against FIU. Their offense is really built around the short passing game. Uh, James Morgan had one of the better quarterback ratings in all of college football last year, and their running game struggles. And if you look at what Tech's defense was able to do last year, they were very good against the pass and not very good against the run. Yeah, just to butt in here real quick, their quarterback last season, 65% completion, 2,700 yards, 26 TDs to seven interceptions, QB rating of 157.6. I mean, that's real deal only 8.4 yards per throw though so like you're saying the short passing game is kind of their bread and butter so but even beyond a meek we return a lot in the secondary yeah. that can help yeah. out i'm much more worried about marshall further down the road than fiu right now but then again that's not exactly an either or yeah I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, they, they also have a, a body bag kind of game the week before. So I don't see any team, you know, being too beat up. New Hampshire plays at FIU week before. So, I mean, I haven't seen a three point spread on some places. So really, they're just giving us home field advantage. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, after FIU, Tech gets to play against the Mighty Rice Owls, who rank 126th in S&P. This is a good point to remind you that there are only 130 teams in college football FBS level. <laughs> Tech is 8-4 and all-time against the Owls and currently on a five-game winning streak. Massey gives Tech an 83% chance to win the game. FPI gives Tech a little bit better of a chance at 84.7. Man. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean... We should win. Rice has been dumpster fire for the last few years, and we've had a little bit of trouble. So uh, this could be a popular pick on our where will Tech not go and also die question on the uh, the blog preview next week. But Tech's going to handle business, man. They're not going to lose to Rice. Just close the door on that. We're, yeah. we're going to win this game. I mean, this is my call shot. This is my hot take. This is whatever you want to call it. I think Rice beats Tech this year. Oh, I don't, no. I, I don't think Rice is that great of a team. I don't think, especially because they have the toughest schedule in CUSA this year, I don't think they make a bowl. I think they're better than they've kind of let on. I think that a second-year head coach uh, returning a lot of talent means really good things for the Owls. I would say this feels like a trap game, but it feels too obvious to even be a trap. I think late in the year, Rice is going to be up there with who's going to win the West. I don't think they're going to win the West, but I think they'll be in the conversation late in the year. Wow. I hope I'm wrong, but that's just how I see it at this point. So so do you see it as like a defensive thing? Like the new scheme just can't figure out how to stop their running game, their power attack, or where are you seeing this from? 
Yeah, so their running game is part of it. Tech struggled against run last year, and maybe Diaco is able to turn that around. It's an early game in the year for us, so especially when we have a new defensive coordinator and a new scheme. I just expect the team to improve year over year. This just seems like a game where it's going to depend on the run game on both sides of the ball, and I think that Rice will have a better run game than Tech will this year. Wow. Uh, Rice has a real... I'm looking at schedules because that's about as far as my knowledge goes right now, and they have a real rough stretch. You know, they they open at Army, then host wake forest and play at texas then baylor Ooh. then to play at tech or we play there and then they play at uab and before they get a bye week dang yeah it's i mean wake forest and army not the strongest teams out there but i mean the ramp up all the way to texas and then follow texas with baylor before they get to us i mean not to disrespect your take nathan but i think i think rice is gonna start out like oh and they're not beating army they're not beating wake forest or texas or baylor so i guess we would be the first game where they might have a chance but yeah i agree with you i just think that they'll win that one game man i hope not (laughs) (laughs) i hope not yeah so then Tech goes in, into their next opponent, which is the bye week. Undefeated at bye week so far. You say we can't lose them, but unfortunately, if I remember correctly from a post we did last year, I, I think Tech is pretty bad coming out of bye weeks under Skip Holtz. So uh, I want to say they're like one in five. So not great for the next matchup, which is October 12th against UMass at home. Uh, UMass is ranked 125th in S&P. We are 1-0 against them all time. This is a return trip from our 2016 game at Gillette Stadium, uh, where Carlos Henderson, I mean, pretty much destroyed them by himself. 12 catches, 326 yards, five touchdowns, and Trent Taylor also had over 100 yards receiving that day. They could not stop anything at all that Higgins and and the boys were throwing at them. This time, though, Massey gives us a 69% chance to win. Nice. And uh, (laughs) and, uh, ESPN gives us an 89.3% chance to win, so that's kind of an interesting difference there, and Nathan, maybe Maybe you can speak to why that might be. UMass is, again, one of those opponents out of conference that Tech has this year that going to be on a down year. The one player anyone knew off their roster, whose name was Andy Isabella, uh, their wide receiver, he's gone. They have a first-year head coach, and so there's a whole rebuilding situation that usually goes into that. There's Defensively, they were awful last year. This just feels like another game that Tech should handle. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, at home, there's absolutely no excuse to lose to UMass. And I mean, I think that FPI definitely has more inputs, and you can read about this actually actually in our season preview post and Massey kind of uses last year exclusively at this point and FPI brings in projected projections and stuff for this year as well right so I think FPI is probably taking into account their loss of production and their new coach and all that sort of stuff and saying hey there's only about a 10% chance that Tech could lose this game and that feels right I mean Tech Tech should absolutely win this game so yeah and it it looks like they're on a long road trip because they play uh, the Saturday before at FIU for coming over to the Rustin. So, hey, at least, you know, we can maybe, you know, if we beat FIU, we can hold it over them that we beat UMass as well when UMass kicks their ass. <laughs> And speaking of getting their ass kicked the next oh, week, oh no! Tech faces the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss, who are ranked 74th in S&P. Uh, Tech is 15 and 35 all time against USM. Uh, Insert a frowny face here. And Tech is also currently on a four-game losing streak, but I don't think I need to remind anybody about that. Massey gives us a 55% chance to win. FPI favors the Golden Eagles and gives Tech a 49.6% chance to take the victory there. Man, 
So 15 and 35, I mean, I don't know, but that's got to be one of our worst records against an opponent, right? Because other teams that have killed us seven or eight times, LSU, for example, were like, what, one and eight against them or whatever, but we haven't played them that much. So it's not as bad as being 20 games behind a rival. Like we would have to beat them 20 straight freaking times to tie them right now. That's not great. That sucks. I, I do think we start that this season. I think we'll get win number one of our 20 game win streak, but a true toss up game, 49.6% feels right. I don't buy that they're the best team in our conference. I think that's a stretch, but I think that we beat them this year, but I'm not confident about it at all. And how could I? And I'll resume my role of being a Debbie Downer. And I don't even think it's because of a curse that we will lose to USM this year. I think it's just USM is secretly one of the better teams in Kusa, even though they rank the top <laughs> in S&P. It's maybe not the best secret. But the team went 6-5 and five last year, right? That's that's not a team you expect to, to kind of run away with anything. But they bring back a lot of people. A two-headed quarterback system that either of them are good enough to start. Their defense was incredible last year. And their offense really sunk the whole ship. And that's the reason why they only won six games. But they bring in a new offensive coordinator. They're bringing in three Juco O-linemen, I believe. They're making the upgrades at the right positions. They're playing this very smart. And smart doesn't always win college football games. But I don't see a better way for them to respond to how last year went than what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, I I just hope we beat them. Yeah, no, me too. (laughs) I just hope we beat them. It's just so depressing to lose them. I will be at that game. First home tech game I'll have been to in three or four years. And so, yeah, I really hope we win that game. And when you say their defense was good last year, I'm looking at some stats from last year. Man, their defense was good. It was just the offensive performance was pitiful. And they gave up a lot of sacks and especially the running game. And so they saw, okay, sacks plus bad run game equals O-line problems. And they went and got three Juco O-linemen. Brought in a new O-line coach and a new offensive coordinator. They do do also have the best, the highest returning production in the conference. 69th rated in in the country, but that's still good for best in the conference there at returning production. So, I mean, maybe this is a year where Southern Miss kind of runs away with the West. But I, I don't know, man. I don't buy it as much as uh, as you and I guess the computers do. We have to beat them at some point, right? I mean, they've beat us when we were better than them the last, what, three years? And we just couldn't handle business. So maybe that'll happen to them this year. Speaking of handling business, Tech will hopefully be able to handle business the next week when they travel to El Paso to play the UTEP Miners, who, again, I remind you, there are 130 teams in college football. They rank dead last in S&P. Honestly, if there were FCS teams in S&P, they'd probably be like 20 or 30 spots lower, too. So that's that's not great. Tech is 12-2-1. Yes, there was a tie. All time against the Miners. But Tech is also currently on a six-game winning streak. That tie was in 1941, by the way. Massey gives Tech an 86% chance to win, and FPI gives Tech an 82.6% chance to win. Yeah, that that feels low, man. Like 82.6%. It's out in El Paso. We historically don't perform great out there. Even our best teams have only won by, you know, two points, I think, in 2015. No matter what happens, it can't be as bad as watching a 0-0 zero zero tie, which is what happened in 1941. Right. So uh, I kind of tried for a second to find any sort of extra information about that game and, and couldn't. But yeah, I, I think Tech will win this game, man. They're having all kinds of trouble. Their quarterback was arrested for making terroristic threats, but they've reinstated <laughs> him to the team Like while that's still a pending matter. I, I don't know. The Sun Bowl is a weird place. Yeah, and hopefully that that weirdness doesn't uh, translate to Tech not playing well 
but I, I think we'll handle business and win this game. In addition to their quarterback being arrested and that whole situation, their leading rusher was injured and is going to be out for the year. Oh, and man. so when it rains, it pours in El Paso. Apparently. I mean, yeah, you got to feel kind of bad for them. They're already last. Like they don't yeah. need that kind of stuff. Well, after UTEP, they at least get a bye week to prepare for a potent North Texas squad in Denton, Texas. The Mean Green are ranked 86 in the nation, according to S&P. Massey gives Tech a 52% chance, FPI a 58.6% chance, and Tech is 10-7 and all-time against North Texas. Uh, I just hope we can come out there and pile it on once again. I mean, last year it took a miracle to win when we played there. Um, hopefully it doesn't take one this year. Yeah, I mean, the, if you look at the last two games, Tech obviously won on a blocked field goal last year, won by two points in Denton. North Texas won by one point in Ruston in 2017 because they had some rough years there before they brought in Seth Luttrell. Ever since he's been there, it's been really close games between these two teams. And honestly, the game last year was a lot of fun too. So I think FPI giving us a 58% chance honestly feels a little high, right? I, I would expect this one to be more of a toss-up. They've still got their best player from last year's game and we lost our best player from last year's game which was Jalen Ferguson they still have theirs in Mason Fines I think this will be a real tough game and honestly after bye week two it kind of gets real for three weeks so I think Tech needs to come out of that bye week hot and just get back to business because otherwise they're going to go 0-3 in a three-game stretch and that's just not going to not going to be great. So we really have to come out and, and beat North Texas to set the tone for the for November, I think. And luckily, a lot of people have been focusing on Mason Fine is back for the Mean Green. Seth Latrell, head coach, is back for the Mean Green. But one of the biggest pieces offensively that they lost is the offensive coordinator. Graham Harrell has just as much DNA and fingerprints on the offensive system that Seth Latrell has and losing him could mean nothing to this team or could mean everything yeah as much as we're not sure about how tech is going to look this year offensively i'm real curious how north texas is going to look yeah yeah that's i mean that's a fair point because that has been their their sort of calling card the last the last couple of years is that graham harrell air raid style system and now he's gone he he got poached out to usc and who knows what they're going to look like and it's going to be a real a real test to see where tech is at and i know it's what eight games into the season, nine games into the season. So it's that's maybe a little late for a litmus test, but that's where our schedule gets gets real rough. I mean, we could easily win every game between Texas and UTEP and kind of be on a huge winning streak and then come in in November and lose three games. So, And after Tech faces one green team, they follow it up with another when they travel to Marshall to take on the Thundering Herd. Marshall is ranked 77th in S&P. Tech is 1-1 one one all time. Tech won in 1942. And we're not going to talk about Marshall's win. Massey gives Tech a 31% chance to win this game. Meanwhile, FBI gives Tech a 259 You know, predicted to be one of the best teams conference usa they they ended last year hot i mean there's a lot that that team can do but i don't know so i don't want to be a huge pessimist and go like oh that's you know chalked up to an automatic loss because why do that that's so late in the year we have no idea what's going on but you know it's it's a tough place to play C. edwards it's they had a lot of fans they're usually pretty excited at who knows maybe we show up there and ruin their season that'd be nice so all of the FPI projections, this one is just like, man, they're giving us a one in four chance to win this game. And that, I, man, like S&P has us rated 86th and Marshall rated 77th. So we're not that far apart. And yet here we are, they're projected to win by a lot. Marshall's a great team, right? They're the most consistently good program in CUSA, I would say. 
They have the most fans in CUSA. Like they're sort of like, we kind of forget about them because we never play them unless it's in the title game. So they're sort of like on the other side of the conference and we kind of forget about them. But, you know, I'm glad we're finally getting to play them. Ah, I I don't think Tech's going to win though. Like I keep saying, this stretch is brutal and I think we're going to lose at least one of these three games. The three being North Texas, Marshall, and UAB. And I already said, I think we're going to beat North Texas. So I, I think Marshall's the loss in November. If we only have one, I think it's going to be Marshall. And I think it being at home in November in West Virginia makes a difference there. <laughs> uh, at the same time, Marshall has a, from a tech perspective, a good news, bad news kind of situation. The bad news is they have a sophomore quarterback coming back that just looked phenomenal last year. He was hurt for part of last year, and that's when they discovered they had a pretty good running game. But the good news for tech, which sounds like bad news when I start the sentence, is that their defense was amazing last year, but they lose a lot of it. Most of their defensive linemen and linebackers are not with the team anymore and a strength of the team last year is really not a strength anymore so maybe the offense without the protection that the defense gives them maybe that starts to falter as well marshall seems like this team that should run away with the east or at least be in title contention but i'm not sure i buy that it's a don't worry about penciling then and go ahead and use ink for a game that either tech would lose or that they'll make the conference championship again Sounds yeah like it's uh it's gonna be one of those games where either you know having a more balanced team on our favor helps us or it's a race to 50 yeah i mean and i think you know you talk about replacing a big chunk of the defense it's kind of unfortunate that we're playing them what is that week 10 because we'll know by then if their defense has been replaced or not their defensive linemen even if they're all first time starters in week one they'll have 10 games under their belt by that point so it's i mean i definitely see what you're saying and i agree that it's not necessarily that they are just the shoe in best i don't think there's anyone in conference usa that's really ever like a write that in sharpie right now like we talked about last week with the media projections like no one's ever right really about who's going to win these the divisions in this conference so i just feel like we're going to drop at least one of those games and my heart wants it to be marshall if we're get if we have to lose one of those games i sure as hell don't want it to be to the school from birmingham which i will not name you know it's like voldemort right i'm not allowed to say but invoke the ritual we we play them on november 23rd in birmingham they're actually ranked 106th in s&p which i am surprised by i think that's a little low massey gives us a 32 percent chance but again massey is mostly based on last year when they were you know really really good and fpi gives us a 48.7 percent chance which so it's pretty much a true toss-up uh so we are five and two all time that's right five and two don't tell that to blazer fans though because all they care about is you know the last two years um since we said mean things to them at a basketball game but you know as i keep saying i I think we're gonna lose one of these games and i really just don't want it to be this one man we're great rivals on twitter but i i need to win this game because i'm tired of your shit (laughs) my sanity is escaping if UAB is able to have a successful season next year and compete for a West Division CUSA title, I think that I will have to tip my hat to uh, Bill Clark there. If they're able to take a team that was successful last year, lose all of it, and still able to compete for a division title at that point, I, I can really have nothing but respect for them at that point. That being said, I don't think that's going to happen. Right. And just to jump back in, since I didn't even really say anything about the team, 
<laughs> I was just blinded by my hate. But yeah, Bill Clark is, is great, obviously. I mean, the job that he did bringing that program back, sticking with the program while they were dead and while we kicked them while they were down. He brought that back and really just incredible job going through and winning the conference last year. But yeah, again, this feels like for them, this feels like what 2012 to 2013 felt like for us. We lost, what was it, 36 seniors after 2012 because Sonny Dykes had kind of loaded up and, and then took the first train to Berkeley, California on the direct line train from Russ into Berkeley. It feels like that for them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they still make a bowl game, but I think they're looking more at a six and six, five and seven, maybe seven and five at best year. That doesn't mean I think we're going to beat them though. But I do think that we'll eke out the this time. But it, even if they come into the game like three and eight or whatever, three and seven, I guess, I think we'll still have trouble. But yeah, Josh, what do you think about this game? Uh, there's a lot of blind rage, a lot of negative feelings surrounding this game. Uh, a lot of hope, man. Like, so, okay. Last year's game was awful. It was an awful time. I didn't even go, but it was an awful time. It was real gross, real ugly. And I'm, I'm with you, Evan. Like they, they reload a lot. They lose a lot of talent. So it's, it's hard to replace all that production. Even if Bill Clark is a, a fantastic coach, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you're missing some of your top guys. And in theory, I think we should win this game, even though we play at uab we should win it you know uh, the team's going to be very hungry for a win against uab and you know you can say that it doesn't really change anything but i think I just, it's this is the year this is the year we get it back this is the year we beat them the last game of the year tech faces the university of texas san antonio at home again on thanksgiving or the weekend of thanksgiving that's not exactly the most ideal utsa ranks 128 in snp tech is six and one all time against the red runners and currently on a five game winning streak massey gives tech a 78 percent chance to win and fpi an 80.3 percent chance i mean no reason for us to lose a utsa you know they've they have regressed significantly in the past couple of years yeah this just seems like a game to me the only reason we would lose this is if we're in a situation like western kentucky this past year where we have our bowl game already lined up and we're not competing for a conference championship or we don't even have five wins at this point i think this should be an easily winnable game and if we have anything to play for it shouldn't be any issue yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Even with the sort of last game voodoo that we have sometimes, I don't think there's any way we, we lose to UTSA. Yeah, I guess not so hot take, but a little mini hot take here. I don't think that UTSA will have the same coach when we play them in our 12th game that they will when they start the season. Oh, wow. I don't necessarily disagree with that take. I think that's a little bit of a stretch just because a firing midseason would be a little odd for a G5 program. But Frank Wilson has not done the job everyone expected him to do in yeah. one of the bigger cities in Texas. Yeah, and the recruiting classes are always pretty high up in the rankings as far as conference goes uh, because they are in Texas in a huge city, you know. So it's it's kind of bizarre that he hasn't been able to translate any of it to more than three wins on the field. Yeah, and looking at it, unfortunately, they have a lot of it'll be another young team for them offensively so so i guess before we get to our last question here what do you guys think our record is going to be at the at the end of the regular season i'll say eight and four i think nine and three is attainable i really think 11 and one is attainable but i think tech will win the easy games minus one lose to rice again lose a game here or there maybe to marshall maybe to uab but i think eight and four is a decent prediction yeah i actually was just gonna say eight and four as well seems about right without being overly optimistic or pessimistic you know I'm going to be more optimistic and say nine and three. I think we lose to Texas. So it's either going to be lose to Texas, lose to FIU, and then drop one of those three games in that kind of killer stretch. 
or beat FIU in two of those games in that stretch. But I, I think nine and three is good. Like you said, though, 11 and one is not that unreasonable if we kind of have the best case of everything. I think those answers make our next question even more relevant. We're just going to go simple yes or no answer. Josh, do you think Tech makes this USA title game this year? Yes. Nathan? Yes. Well, then I'm, ah, man, I wanted to say yes. Well, I picked nine and three, so I guess I got to say you guys at eight and four. So hopefully we're not being too optimistic, but I guess we are. I'll counter that with some pessimism. I think they'll lose the conference championship. Well, yeah, I'd probably think that too, but. (laughs) Having to play Marshall twice or FIU twice? Come on now. Yeah. yeah. It never works out. Well, that will bring us to the final segment of the show, This Week in Kusa Twitter. Evan, you want to take it away? Sure, yeah. I just wanted to give a quick shout out to the CUSA podcast starting up lately, including uh, us here. But specifically, I mean, there's there's a UTSA podcast out there. There's a Rice podcast out there that started uh, the G5 Beat. So you can find all these people on Twitter. And then specifically, shout out to The Roost, which is the Rice podcast who decided to tweet out, quote, tweet this with your favorite CUSA blogger. And so they got like 50 CUSA pages. Then they tagged us all in one tweet. And I got probably about 75 notifications from that. Yes, that's our This Week in CUSA Twitter. Also, quick shout out to the Daily Dragon starting back up. We look forward to ribbing you guys, continuing the beef that is still strong over the chant, uh, shall we say, to keep it short and sweet. Yeah. And speaking of Twitter, you can follow us at, at GoTech Please Don't Die without the O and Don't. So that's at G O T E C H P L S D N T D I E. You can also follow some of our content on our blog, gtpdd.dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan Ripple. I'm Evan Spencer. I'm Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> and please go, Tech. Please don't die. <laughs> <laughs>